Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Inside Purple and Gold. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani. That's Tom Schreier. It's Thursday afternoon. We're recording this two days before the Pro Bowl games get underway. Everyone be very excited about that, the Pro Bowl games. Uh, but me and Tom have some fun, like, little activities that we're going to do kind of in relation to the Pro Bowl games. We'll get to that in a little bit. The news of the day, I guess the news of yesterday, really, um, Kevin Seifert at ESPN reports that, you know, why is the Vikings defensive coordinator search taking so long? Me and Tom theorized the other day that it's because they're waiting for Brian Flores to kind of make his decision with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I saw a stat. I think, you know, those online betting sites send odds all the time to reporters. And Brian Flores is the odds favorite to be the next coach of the Arizona Cardinals. So that was what we kind of theorized. Um, Kevin Seifert with ESPN reports that while that could be a wrinkle to this, the Vikings are also waiting and hoping they can get an interview with Denver Broncos defensive coordinator, Ijero Ivero. Um, and that is something that could happen. Um, reports out of Denver this morning, new head coach Sean Payton is actually meeting with Ijero Ivero to kind of decide his future. I would assume by the time this podcast drops, we, we might actually know whether there is a future there with, with Ijero Ivero and, and Sean Payton on that staff. Um, but it is interesting to hear like the Vikings are waiting and they're hoping to get their guy. I think it's a good example of like, they are making sure like there is no stone left unturned with, with this whole search. Yeah. I mean, this is obviously just conjecture. I don't have any inside knowledge, but I was like, if I'm the Vikings and I think it was Atlanta picked up Nielsen. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're just, there seems to be a rule of three here. I'm not really sure. I'm, I guess I'm taking pet now. Obviously you interview your own guy, yeah. but this is not an outside hire. It, there seems to be like kind of a rule of three here with this. And like, I do, I think they're being thorough. I also, if I'm sitting there, it's not a great sign, especially if you're like Flores probably gets hired by Arizona, which I think about this, like, like I love D'Amico Ryan's. I think he took himself out of the running for Vikings job or for yep. jobs in general last year. But like that was a guy I was like, you should go get. He's gonna go to Houston, which is this like ridiculous organization, right? And like it looks like Brian Forrest, another coach I really like, is gonna go from Miami to Arizona. And again, you have to take the head coaching job, and sometimes, you know, especially the good coaches are able to kind of separate. Here's ownership and that level, right? And then here's us, you know, the coach, and even the the coach and GM should separate at some points too. But like, um, 
But if you're like, you know, Flores is probably taking that job. I think it's smart to bring someone else in the pool, not only because if you end up with Sean Desai, you don't want to be like, well, we were just waiting on Flores. We didn't get him, so we landed on you. You know, this at least creates some ambiguity, right? Well, we're going to ex explore this situation, which is new, right? The, right? the Denver Broncos, and this is this feels both like a new ownership move, but also very much like a Broncos move because I think they want stability. They want to be seen as kind of one of the premier organizations in the NFL. Um, go get someone who is in New Orleans forever, right? And granted, kind of save that organization in some ways. But, mm -hmm. um, but you know, like because of the tide shift there with this weird thing, it involves a trade for a coach and stuff. I think you can justify and saying, hey, we're just we're just adjusting to the changing tide. And again, I think this guy. Uh, um, pretty well, like acclaimed, and maybe one to been free and under different circumstances. Mm -hmm. So I just I think it's smart, kind of strategically. I also think it's just smart to interview as many people as possible because I think they're hoping to get someone for a little while. I think in some ways, because Flores was always going to be a head coach candidate, he might not have been the right guy. We kind of said that on the other show, yeah. but you know whether it's Desire when it you know end up with the Denver guy, I think like you're probably getting someone who's there for two to three years. And, and so this, this interview process, as much as I don't know the, you know, all the intricacies of what his defense is or whatever, I think at least the process is good. It just comes down to whether they, they grab the right one this time. For sure. Yeah. It's worth noting. We are recording this Thursday afternoon. And by the time this episode goes live or shortly after this episode goes live, we, there could be reports out of Denver that, Sean Payton and Ejero Rivera have kind of decided to work together, um, you know, within yeah. you know the Denver Broncos future. It is worth noting as well, though, that there is a history with this guy and, and people making large decisions for the Vikings. Um, Quasi Adolfo Mensa and Ejero Rivera worked together in San Francisco way back, like a decade ago. And Ejero Rivera was a, coach with the Los Angeles Rams when they won the Super Bowl. So Kevin O'Connell has some familiarity with him. Uh, I saw a quote earlier this week and it pretty much sold me on the guy, like asked about, you know, interviewed last year, you know, about his philosophy with defense. Um, this is Rivera's quote. You got to affect the quarterback. If you can't get there with four, you got to bring five. If you can't get there with five, you got to bring six. We're going to bring pressure. That's what we need to do. That is the kind of philosophy that I think Vikings fans could probably hop on board with right away. Um, I think, like, as Ed Donatel's, you know, tenure with the Vikings started to deteriorate, um, the buzzwords or like the buzz phrases were like, he plays soft coverage and he never sends pressure. And whether that was because of personnel or that was because of philosophy on on Donatel's part the lack of pressure that the Vikings defense brought, you know, game in, game out, down in, down out, um, was something I think bothered fans. It was something I think made the defense way less effective. So when you hear a young guy like this, 42 years old, already inherently going to connect with, with younger players on the defense more, talking about the way he wants to play this 3-4 scheme is with pressure and mm -hmm. will bring as many guys as it takes to generate pressure on the quarterback – I think that's music to the ears of Vikings fans. We'll see if this works out, but I, I do think it's an interesting kind of wrinkle to this whole thing. Um, it is kind of crazy though, Tom, like we're still talking about this defensive coordinator search now, like two weeks later. Um, mm -hmm. Again, the process to your point 
of, of making this higher and, and, and doing everything that, that you want to do and, and you feel is necessary to, to make the right hire, the process is good. Um, it just feels way more dragged out than, than some of the, the coordinator hires that, I, that I'm that i used to in the past. Yeah, part of me goes, if you just had hired Desai, you're like, well, they just screwed up the first time and that's like a really bad sign for a new regime, right? Uh-huh. You know, they, yeah. Sorry, dude, you know? <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, the only the only way I maybe saw that going quicker is if like they just thought they could get Flores and for some reason, like whether it was the lawsuit or something else, he just wasn't going to get a um, head coaching hire. Cause there were, and again, people make too much of this stuff, but I know I think it's Matt Anderson, a, a local writer was down at the pro bowl and took a picture of him. And of course, like, Hey, yeah. believe it or not, these guys all talk to each other, but you uh-huh. know, there's some like, Hey, what does this mean? Um, but I think, you know, I, yeah, I mean, I just, I think it's, I think it's smart that it's, it, dragging on makes it sound bad but that that they're taking this this much time i also just unless you lose candidates that you want like why would you rush this process you're gonna have to deal with it for a year i think the i think what this guy's got to do anyone who comes in here they they need to make the defense exciting i understand ultimately their job is to be disciplined and stop big plays and all this but it, it seemed like donatel was more i have the fangio system it works and like a lot of this is just discipline, like kind of the the more experienced players, the Harrison Smiths, the Patrick Petersons, the Eric Kendricks, they should thrive, even Jordan Hicks to some extent, because they understand how defense is done. They understand the, the techniques and fundamentals, as these guys always say. Um, and, you know, when I was in the first half of the season, when I was sort of defending Donatel, I was more mm-hmm. emphasizing you should have more offense like that. What the hell is happening after you get off the script? Why is the why are the middle of these games so boring? Like. Why is it that you're not unlocking more? Cousins is a smart quarterback. You have Jefferson. I mean, at one point we thought Thielen would give you a little bit more, and he eventually traded for Hawkinson. Like now that and the offensive line, which is is really important, did improve. Um, I still think that's a factor. I still think there should be a 30 point offense. Like I, I just think that mm-hmm. should be the expectation. Having said that, like if you go all the way back to the draft last year, you go seen Booth Asamoah. The what we had written on the site and what you could see from the scouting reports was these are fast, explosive, hard hitting players, right? These guys, like mm-hmm. if anything, Zimmer should be z- jealous that the, the Vikings got these players after he left. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean pressure, but I think that's what these players should do, right? You know, you throw Zitter Smith and, and Hunter in there like they sh- this should not be a conservative keep things in front of you you right. know like something where like if cam bynum a converted corner who's a young player makes a simple mistake and the whole thing breaks down which it did feel like that happened sometimes right and granted offenses probably were targeting him a little bit it's sh- you know that should not be the case you're you're kind of creating chaos just with the defense itself so i don't again i don't think this is be wink martindale i don't think this will be the giants level pressure but i think there is something to just like lean into the explosiveness of the players who are explosive and lean into kind of the more like uh, mental side uh, with the veterans. And that shouldn't be, you should be able to do both, right? We're bringing the blitz. Harrison Smith will cover the the spots that aren't covered, right? Like if you have Osmo on the field, get that dude in the backfield because he's lightning fast, mm-hmm. right? Give, give, you know, set scene up um, again, assuming he's healthy booth up assuming he's healthy and like can play at the nfl level uh set them up to make you know bone crunching hits because the quarterback's flustered and he's basically throwing into coverage right um and so my hope is whoever whoever comes here and you know um you're talking about that quote and kind of what's suggested there again i don't think you're hiring wink martindale i think you're hiring someone who's eventually going to throw a or occasionally going to throw a cornerback you know Mm -hmm. in the backfield 
and make the quarterback do something stupid. So, so, you know, I get the NFL is kind of, it's a passing league. I get, there's a lot of kind of shell defenses now and stuff. And a lot of it's keep things in front of you. It's where the rules are going. It's also the kind of football people want to watch, right? They want to watch a 31, 27 game that's back and forth. Um, but also people do want to watch like a linebacker come careening in and hit the quarterback. You know what I mean? And I don't think that should entirely go away. And I think uh, that's both on the NFL and how they uh, dictate the rules, but also it should be on the the defense that like, how the hell was Harrison Smith not at the line more? You know what I mean? And I know he's not mm-hmm. the, the same explosive player he once was, but it is weird that like, it's funny that by week two, and I understand the Eagles are well coached, but the Eagles were like, yeah, let's just throw short passes. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like they, they figured it out. You know? mm-hmm. And so hopefully, you know, a good defense you can't figure out because literally like the quarterback just doesn't have enough time to process on certain downs to make the right play. For sure. Yeah. And and the rest of this will kind of materialize here in, in the coming days. Um, I feel like we've said that actually for the past week. So maybe it won't, maybe there'll be a yeah. new, a new report here in the next couple of days that the Vikings are, are, looking at this person as their next defensive coordinator, but there will be resolution at some point. We will be kind of following along throughout that process, but yeah, I thought it was definitely interesting. Wanted to hop on here, talk about how, you know, the Vikings process continues to be drawn out, but Ijero Ivero seems to be at least a new target um, for the Vikings as this thing kind of progresses. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Tom, let's talk about the Pro Bowl. I was wrong when I said that the Pro Bowl starts in two days. The, the games start tonight. The Pro Bowl games start right. Thursday night. Um, Could have fooled me. <laughs> Shows how much people <laughs> how much people are tuning into this thing. Um, but it, it does culminate with a, a flag football game on Sunday, which I think, I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch that thing. But I'm right. interested to see how, I, I think that's a more, palatable watching experience than watching these guys play a fake football game and not care at all. I think you can get some people to try in a flag football game. I think it's fun. I think it's something we as like adults can connect to now because we can't play real football. You can't go strap on the pads and and play football, but you can play flag football with your friends. There's flag football like leagues out there. So I'm excited for that. I also am excited for, the skills competition. And again, I'm probably not going to watch any of this, but I think it's like a good like entry point to the pro bowl. Like the game, when, when the pro bowl was all about just the game and, and when the game kind of just turned into a joke where, where none of these guys actually wanted to play in the game. Like, I think the whole pro bowl experience got watered down. Uh, this is the NFL's 
attempt to, to kind of make the pro bowl exciting again. There's a bunch of different like skills competitions that are mm-hmm. you know, going to be contested over the next few days here. Uh, just a couple of them to name like best catch they have. They have longest drive where they're just going to have a bunch of guys swing a golf club. So you can hit the ball the furthest Yeah, kick tack toe, which uh, something to do with kickers or punters. I don't really know how it works. Oh, I wonder, so, like the, it's like the NHL probably right where they put I the think so. in the net. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 So that's cool. They have the precision passing thing, which we've seen in the Kirk cousins competing in the past. Um, basically like a tug of war. Um, and then obviously, the flag football game that we've talked about uh, all of these things I think are fun. I think they're, they're cool ways that the NFL is trying to be creative to make this annual spectacle like fun and, and not just like a chore that, that guys are con- continuously opting out of because they don't want to be a part of a game that, that doesn't matter a week before the game that really matters that, that no one is that, that no one who is in the pro bowl, is obviously not in the Super Bowl, so you're playing this yeah. game that doesn't matter a week before the game that ultimately matters. Um, this is a good way for the NFL to kind of take that experience and, and, and make it something that I think people maybe want to be a part of. So this is probably a minority opinion, but across sports, so this is not just football. I just don't care about All Star games that much. I may have Me said this either. on the show. I know, I know, we've talked about this at some point. Um, I do believe there's some value in saying this at the end of someone's career, this was a six time all-star. I think of like, again, this is a basketball example, but I'm like, man, after I've seen Anthony Edwards playing, granted I've watched more than other people because I watched the Wolves more than other people, but I'm like, how is he not an all-star? He's averaging mm-hmm. like 27 points in January and 25 points, 26 points or something since cat went down or whatever. So again, I don't really care to see Anthony Edwards like play in an all-star game. In fact, I'd probably watch it only if there's like some, not something else on, but like, I do care like whether he's regarded as an all-star and, and like, mm-hmm. um, so that's kind of where I stand on that. Having said that, like it, it has to be a minority opinion because like, I think the pro bowl outrates like most other sports things in general right um, like i think some nba finals games you know or something like that um so there's definitely an audience for it i always thought it was ridiculous that they made them play a football game and i understand they're not going like full bore but like you have to be tackled right you know what i mean like sean taylor uh, sean taylor played it real <laughs> just yeah, absolutely no, he, lit up brian morgan and, and Belichick would just like mess with guys and be like, oh, this guy's talking trash about you. And he, like on a special teams play, you'd go like light him up. Right. And like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think uh, I just thought it was ridiculous, especially added an extra game. But even after 16, 17, doesn't matter. Like, you know, you played all these games. These guys play through so many injuries. They're literally going to kind of the brink of what their body mm-hmm. allows them. Right. We, we always talk about how like what's injured and out it's like literally you physically can't play versus like you're just in a ton of pain and have to take toward all right so like um i just don't understand i did not understand why they had them play a football game and to be fair like even with baseball kind of looks right i guess and um and hockey i guess they kind of just cruise around or whatever but like even with basketball like that the all-star game doesn't really look like basketball but football is a whole different thing given the physical part of it so i like that they turn it into events i actually think I guess the NHL does this to some extent, but like the NBA does the events really well. And granted the NBA is so like celebrity driven, like the individual players are celebrities. Um, But you know, like I guess the dunk contest got bad for a while, but I think of like the Zach Levine, you know, Aaron Gordon era dunk contest like that. I actually looked forward to seeing some of that stuff. Right. Um, I do, you know, some of the fanfare around it. I mean, usually these are kind of charismatic people who like, you know, they kind of tap into their personalities and stuff. I enjoy that. I, again, 
and I think of local examples, of course, but like Carl Towns, like talking about how I want a skills competition and prove that big men have skills. I don't know how much I actually cared about that, but I was fascinated to see like Towns or some of these big players, right. Who could do um, things that like guards, you know, usually it was just guards were able to do. I am curious kind of what other skills these guys have, because I'm like a lot of these guys, like, I think you put them in the batting cage, they hit bombs at target field. Right. If you like put them in a basketball game, like Adam Thielen, I don't know. I don't think he's right, but like Adam Thielen's convinced he's like, yeah, if I train for a year, I could walk, like play on an NBA team. Right. I'm like, there's no way, but like, why don't we try this? (laughs) I mean, why don't we play three on three? Like, again, I know there's some physical exertion, but it's not playing football. Um, And I think that's where my mind goes to. And I think they're like, dodgeball is a great thing. Like to me, that's great. Flag football, at least have some semblance of football there. Um, Mm -hmm. If it's tic-tac-toe aiming at it, it's to me, it's kind of like, Hey, can this defenseman with a great slap shot hit the targets in the, in the net? To me, it's like, can this kicker who's accurate in a conventional sense, like hit the corner just to put an X in the square or whatever. But like, um, I like the idea of like celebrating kind of what these guys can do to give an added dimension, you know, you, you can look up and go, Hey, Adam Thielen played four sports growing up, or I assume like Justin Jefferson played basketball or whatever. But I think like, you know, yeah, to me, I, I, I just, I prefer, I like the longest drive thing. I actually think it'd be interesting if you like, um, if you, the problem is golf, like literally physically takes so much space and it just takes so long. But like, yeah. when I look at these guys, like Mahomes, this is great. Like Tony Romo is a ridiculously good golfer. I think Thielen's a scratch golfer. Um, you know, so, you know, I, I am curious in the other things they can do and maybe that should be celebrated. And I think they should just treat this as like, I mean, to be fair, you're going up against basketball and basketball isn't big enough now that like maybe you draw it away. Right. If it was like, if it was two teams people wanted to see, cause they might be in the playoffs, but otherwise I think people just tune in almost kind of like as background noise. Right. And you, and yeah. just give people something periodically to be like, damn, like, I can't believe that happened. Right. That this guy kicked from this yardage or whatever. And so, yeah, I guess that's where my mind goes with this. And I'm just glad they're not it's just such a, I mean, it's such a football mentality, right? That no one, none of the players are going to raise their hand and go, dude, this is stupid. Like, you know, I like, I like screwed up my ankle in week three and like my neck's kind of bothered me after horse collar tackle. And like, I have a ham, you know what I mean? None of these guys complain about their injuries, but someone had to step in and be like, dude, it's stupid to play a fake football game after, after playing 17 real ones. Yeah. I just went back and watched that Sean Taylor hit on poor Brian Mormon and holy shit. Like that is reckless. It was crazy. Um, no, it's stupid. R.I.P. Sean Taylor. He was obviously one of one in the league. Yeah. Holy shit, that hit was was absurd. Go back and watch it. Um, anyone who's listening, um, if you don't know, in the 2006 Pro Bowl, Sean Taylor unloaded on know. Brian Mormon, a Bills punter at the time, um, when they were trying to fake punt. Don't try fake punt in the Pro Bowl, I guess. Yeah. So, Tom, we mentioned. Uh, Dodgeball. And it got me thinking like that is one of the events that I think is going to draw the most interest this week from the Pro Bowl games. Um, we all played dodgeball like as mm-hmm. like elementary school kids just tossing the ball. Everyone understands the rules of dodgeball. It's very, very like colloquial to, you know, kind of, you know, everyone remembers doing it as, as a kid. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I thought a fun exercise would be to build our own dodgeball team. So we've done a couple of drafts in the past. I can't remember what they were off the top of my head, but I know we've done this before. So we're going to have a five round draft. You can pick anyone in the NFL. Um, I think we mean you were texting about this earlier today. Like, you yeah. can use the Pro Bowl rosters as guides because, like, generally speaking, the best players are in yeah. the Pro Bowl, and that would probably be who you would want on your dodgeball team. But if you think of someone else who's not a Pro Bowler, go ahead and throw them in there. Um, we'll go five rounds. No snake because snake's kind of dumb with two people. So you can <laughs> have the first pick, and then we'll just go back and forth. Keep we'll be a homer. I'm going to be a homer here and go Justin Jefferson. Here's why. And I was looking through this and now I'm thinking about it. I'm going off the Pro Bowl uh, roster at some point. Um, but, you know, you do need the throwing ability. You know, like the funny thing is, though, when I played growing up, I could catch most things. I think it was out of fear. Like I just didn't want the ball to hit my body. But like mm-hmm. um, I also was a very hard but inaccurate thrower, which like wild card of a, of a dodgeball player but, but uh i was like i don't know how many you know i think the throw skill is really important um i also think the dodge skill is really important uh catching is underrated right the fact that we're assuming like you catch or bring someone in so um you know i was trying to think of someone justin jefferson's pushed whether it's his madden commercial or with us in the media sessions that he wants to throw the ball clearly uh west phillips kevin o'connell have given in um, and allowed him to throw on certain plays um, I think he has enough of an arm to be an impact player as a dodgeball player. I think he's kind of skinny and dodgy. Like it's going to be hard to hit him. And if you throw it too close to him, he's going to catch it. So to me, I'm going a little unconventional. I know we'll probably have a lot of quarterbacks here, but I'm going to go with a receiver, go with uh, local Justin Jefferson. I like the pick because it is important. Like catching in dodgeball is underrated. Like you catch the ball, the person is at, you know, like the person is out and, and you get yeah. another player. So catching, you would argue is almost more important than just peg, being able to peg someone out. Yeah. Um, I'm going with Patrick Mahomes because yeah, gotta. he has just an absurd arm. And I like that, you know, part of Patrick Mahomes bag is being able to like be accurate while not looking at the person that he's throwing at. Mm-hmm. So imagine yeah. that in dodgeball, I'm looking right. I'm going to wing that thing to the left and you're out. So I'm definitely going Mahomes number one. Um, I I think that's probably the chalk pick there. So, yeah, I this would be a funny pick here, but I think I'm going Lamar Jackson. I know he's been injured a lot of the year. I know he's a controversial guy. He'll probably negotiate his own contract to play in the game. But you talk about now. I don't know what his catch skill is. I'm I was trying to recall if he's been involved in like a trick play or whatever where he's caught the ball. But you got you think about a guy who's lightning quick who can dodge defenders um who who obviously has some arm strength you know whatever you think about him as a quarterback and i know he's a little bit of a controversial player like he has the arm strength to get someone out he's gonna be i don't if he doesn't have the catch skill he'll be able to dodge the ball and he's lightning quick again it's gonna be hard to kind of track Mm -hmm. him down there so um so yeah to me like a guy like lamar jackson really valuable to your to your dodgeball team all right you're going lamar jackson quarterback i am going 
Josh Allen, quarterback. Um, Josh yeah. Allen, I think some would argue, has an even stronger arm than Patrick Mahomes. Uh, just watching him flick that thing with his wrist. He's also just like, I get it. He's a big target. So he, he will theoretically be easier to hit because he's 6'5, 220. Like there's just mm-hmm. more space. Yep. Uh, but he's fleet footed too. Like this is a guy who can move, he can shake. Um, I like his arm. That's why I'm drafting him. Drafting him because of his arm. Um, drafting him because he can wing that thing in there. Yeah. Um, but I think we could, you know, maybe his dodging skills might be a little underrated here. But um, yeah, I'm going Josh Allen. I'm taking the two best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, you know, I think to counter that, and again, we have to think strategy here, right? I'm thinking how my guys line up, strengths, weaknesses. Uh, I got to go Joe Burrow. You know, there's some mm-hmm. question here. Obviously, has he surpassed Josh Allen? And I think, again, I'd put Mahomes out of him, but like, had he won that game and all of a sudden he's 4 0 against Mahomes, like, you know, people are kind of talking about that. I think not only, you know, you're talking arm strength, probably less dodgeability. Again, gotta imagine he's capable of catching a ball but i don't know mm-hmm. um smart guy and just a winner you know what i mean i just i just want a winner damn it on my team you know yeah. think about this if, if if you're if he's standing there and it's three on one two on one late in the game i don't know who i trust more than joe burrow right it's it's just you know and and i just like the idea of him showing up to to the event you know i think of like the movie dodgeball and how over the top it was he'll emulate some of those characters in there, right? Yeah. As he as he enters the arena. So there, this is as much a vibes pick as anything else, but he does have the arm strength. He's a winner. Uh, my guess is he'll catch a ball if it comes his way. So uh, love Joe Burrow here. All right. So that's your third pick. Like it. Um, kind of got all the quarterbacks off the board now that I think, um, I mean, you can, if you wanted, if I just wanted to make a team full of quarterbacks, yeah. I think that team would be pretty damn good at dodgeball, but that's boring. I'm taking Diggsy and I'm taking yeah, Stephon Diggs yeah. because of the vibe. Ch- you know, it, you said Joe Burrow's a vibe pick. Stephon Diggs is a vibe pick. He's going to make everyone feel good about themselves. He's going to be the, the ultimate shit talker. Mm-hmm. And he's a pretty damn good at catching the ball too. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the way that Stephon Diggs kind of carries himself, he can be like a leader of this, this group. He can, he can bring the swag to the table and uh, you know, kind of how you pick Justin Jefferson first. Um, I, I think there is value to having guys that are better at just catching the ball than everyone else. If I had a bunch of quarterbacks on the team and four quarterbacks got out, I wouldn't feel very comfortable if I was like, I really need Daniel Jones to catch a ball here so we can get other guys back in. I feel pretty good if, if Stephon Diggs was the one. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm trying to think outside of the quarterback box too. I mean, I, ultimately, it's not just a throwing contest. This would be a risky pick, but I'm I'm trying to go for kind of some hometown charm. I, this guy is probably far from a pro bowler, <laughs> but I like Duke Shelley, and here's why: small <laughs> target, small target. Hear me out, small target. I I on on the forefront of my brain, they just released Goldeneye updated for the modern consoles. I've been thinking a little bit about James Bond, about one of the best Pierce Brosnan era. James Bond movies and the fact that I played multiplayer all the time with odd job because he was hard to hit. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You, you got jaws, you got Boris, you got even bond. Like Pierce was a big dude. Like those guys are targets. Right. And like, I think of if I'm taking a risk on the throw skill, because I don't think I've ever seen Duke Shelley throw a football or any object. Um, uh, can catch, we know this right corner. Um, uh, but he's, it's the odd job mentality. It's its like, how are you going to hit this dude? He's lightning quick. He's kind of tiny. 
if you have to probably throw it too precise, he picks it off. So you know what? I'm going to give a little love to a guy who, who the Chicago Bears discarded, who was on the Vikings week one, makes a big play against Austin Knox in that Buffalo game. So uh, I believe in heart, like Ed Donatello. I believe in heart, and 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 uh, and uh, Duke Shelley has heart, and he's tiny, so he's hard to hit. So that's why I'm going with Duke Shelley. Oh man, you're gonna make me use my. Uh, this was my last <laughs> pick, and I was gonna do it as a surprise, but now I can't. You know, you kind of stole my thunder with the small guy thing, and I now I'm worried you might take him. So I have to take this guy, Cavante <laughs> Turpin, from, Whoa! From, the, from the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> So Duke Shelley is 5'9", 175. Cavante Turpin is 5'9", 155. He's just small. He's little. Yes. By the way, he was the MVP of the fucking USFL. Like, this guy is a baller. He, he's a winner. And, and and I could not risk. Like, I thought I was going to go outside the box. I thought, like, okay, you, you'll have this pick in the fifth round. The final pick of the draft will be Cavante Turpin. But now I can't let him get away. Um, I'm going Cavante Turpin. He's small. And I think if he's the last guy, it's similar to your thing about Duke Shelley. If he's the last guy on my team, he's super small. And he's going to be really yeah. hard to hit. So he can yeah. just, like, tire everyone out. Um, Cavante Turpin, He, I wanted him to be my last pick. Um, but, you know, can't risk losing him to you. Going back to uh, to maybe a more conventional pick here, I'm going to go Saquon Barkley. And I think, mm-hmm. again, don't really know the catch skill, although it's there. I uh, don't know the throwing skill. I mean, again, maybe I missed a play here where he he launched one. But um, in terms of quick, dodgy, um, you know, I think, again, we underrate. It's in the name, right? Dodgeball. You got to, if you can dodge a wrench, dodge a ball. Yeah, he can dodge a wrench. He can dodge a ball. So I think, uh, I think I got to go with the the giant superstar there, Saquon Barkley, as my final pick. That's a good last pick. Um, see, my, my, with my last pick, I'm a little thrown because I wanted to go with Turpin as my last pick. So now I'm over here trying to make a statement with this last pick. Yeah. And like, I, I want to say, like, maybe I should take a quarterback. That would make sense. Maybe I should take a receiver. Like, that would make sense. So Devontae Adams was someone I was like, I yeah. should probably just take him, but I'm not going to take him. I'm going to take Devontae Adams teammate, Max Crosby, who okay. just, he just went viral because he, there's a video of him just playing basketball at some pickup court yeah. and he gets the rebound, goes behind the back dribbles and basically takes off from the free throw line and dunks it. Um, that dude is just an athlete. Yeah. Um, he is tenacious in the way he gets after the quarterback. Um, I'm, like th- these big guys worry me like, Right. Like I'm a little worried yeah. that, that yeah. Max Crosby would just be like too big and like get out right away. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he can actually catch the ball, but I, I like the fact that he's just, like that clip of him watching him playing basketball and looking how fluid he looked on the basketball court is enough that I want to take a flyer on that guy as my, on my dodgeball team. I think he, he, he has a, a lot of charisma to him and, and I think him and Diggs could play off each other in that way. Um, think he has a good motor you need that in dodgeball too um so yeah max crosby's the last pick of the draft um let's recap i have them right here tom yeah your team justin jefferson lamar jackson joe burrow duke shelley and <laughs> saquon barkley my team patrick mahomes josh allen stefan diggs Cavante turpin and max crosby I don't know if those teams are any good, but man, that was a fun segment. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's why they do that. Right. I'm curious. I actually, the more I thought about it, going through this exercise, I'm curious, like how many good, like 
D lineman where you're like, that guy shouldn't be good. He's like, he's built to like hit players. And yeah, especially if you're like an interior guy, like just take up space. That's not what you want in dodgeball. Like, I'm curious who outside of the, really the receivers and the quarterbacks are, are good at this. But again, it's, it's kind of one of those things, like a lot of these guys, like you, they could pick up a ping pong paddle and they'd crush it. Right. You know what I mean? Like all these yeah. guys kind of played various sports and stuff, but, um, but yeah, I think it's, uh, I'm glad they're going this direction with the pro bowl. I think it's turned it into something where like, I might've just missed it. And now they're just creating a whole bunch of content where it'll probably just sit on my screen and I'll be like, Whoa, yeah. you know, who is so-and-so like the, the DN from the Texans or something like that can really hit you in the head with a dodgeball. I don't know, but um, yeah, it should be a fun I, weekend. I think there's an underrated quality too. Like a lot of these, these athletes who are just like maulers or like big guys who have just like, like I look at a Max Crosby as someone who I thought might fit into this mold until I watched him play basketball. Like some of these guys mm. are just, have been great athletes who just have a great motor um, just tremendous athleticism and like, can't do much else. Like I, yeah. I think there are certain guys who just, so I'm curious to watch the dodgeball uh, again. I'm probably not going to watch this thing. I'll just catch it on Twitter. Um, yeah. Is there anyone who just like, can't throw a dodgeball? Cause I'm sure there is like, I'm sure there's someone in there yes. that like can't throw, like it just like yeah. doesn't have like the form because they've never really had to throw the football around. They just get after the quarterback or they just, I'm they just block for the quarterback. Like, is there anyone who's going to be in the dodgeball game that you're like, wow, that guy can't throw a ball. I've seen, I don't want to say who it is. And to be honest, I don't fully remember with some of them, but like, you know, when we're in the practice facility, because for some reason we do like some of O'Connell's um, yeah. press conference in there, you know what I mean? And sometimes you see like, um, because like uh, Joseph, especially when he was doing extra work late in the year would be kicking and like the players would just pick up the ball and throw it back. And I, sometimes I'd look at him and be like, dude, I throw better than you. Yeah. And again, like they're, they are better at, at like being a lineman or a, you know, linebacker than I obviously, but like, this is an elite athlete who probably like at some point, like played baseball or something, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. I'm like, huh, but yeah, no, it's, I mean, I think there's some curiosity and also just like, it's kind of the, it's kind of the baseball thing where you're like, how is that, that none of the pitchers can hit, but then you realize like there are world-class baseball players who can't hit in triple a, right? Like at every level they were fine. And they kind of hit a wall once someone could throw an effective curveball or something, you know? So like, mm-hmm. um, so I guess it doesn't, it shouldn't shock me that much, but again, it's just like, in some ways, maybe this exposes, uh, you know, the athlete for a skill they can't do. And this is why I think there should be this emphasis on, uh, um, and I don't know if we're going to do the thing of like what we should do with, uh, like what event we'd add or whatever, but like, you know, if, if I'm adding events to this and if somehow they found a formula that works and just need to fill more time, do skilled based thing where you're like, wow, that guy can like, you know, whatever, like even, even if like a guy does magic or something like that, you should like integrate it into it. Cause it is just fine. <laughs> fascinating. Who's there was a football player. I can't remember an Eagles player or something who knew like high level magic tricks or something like that. You know, like, I'm just curious what else these guys can do. I, there's some fascination with like the, the additional skills you don't see, I guess, on the screen when they're playing the game. Well, you kind of teased it. So let's go there. Um, my thing, the, the game I would want to add to the pro bowl. And I think we are going to see like, events probably taken away events added as like this thing starts to work or doesn't work. Right. Like I think yeah. the NFL will probably be like, Oh, that was a good event. Let's do that again. Oh, that event wasn't great. Let's replace it. I, it sounds like yours might be a little more off the wall. I yeah. just want to, I want to bring back the, the longest throw, like where yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. I remember watching as a kid and it would just be like Peyton Manning would line up and just 
get a running start and throw the ball as far as he could. I think yeah. the, the the arm home, talent the home is, run derby basically of yes. yeah, football events. Yeah, like I think the arm talent's better now. I think if you gave like Josh Allen a crow hop, like he could maybe throw it 85, yeah. 90 yards. Yeah, and I, I think yeah. that's cool. I want to see that. So that's what I want. I, I was trying to think of like something creative, like. I watched Squid Game and like where their games like in Squid Game that I would want in there, but like those are too violent. So like I don't really want a red light, green light game where like the NFL players are getting shot. So we, no, I think that'd be the worst thing that you yeah. could possibly do. We're, ta- yeah. we're taking we're taking the Squid Game out of it, and I I'll just go with longest throw. What do you got here? I mean, this is my one of them. I described the 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 one I'm gonna go with is. What if you created a Fortnite situation? Because I'm trying to think of how many players are there, right? And now this would this would be great in Vegas. I actually think you could like turn Vegas. And so for people who don't know, like Fortnite, you drop like a hundred players into a virtual map. Um, yeah. and they and they like there's this little circle that encloses, and you have to remain within the circle to win the game, and you win when you're the last guy standing. Um, there is probably some way for them to simulate like a circle. I'd have to think of how you'd do this, but like it would work in Vegas, right? It would, it would probably narrow down on some, you yep, know, like, yep. like the Paris or something like that. And they like just have laser tag. Right. And like, I, cause this is all like hand-eye coordination. There's some speed factor. If you have to like run from one location to the other. Um, and strategy, like, strategy yeah, is important too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, I like the idea of like who, who is, cause it's so many different skills. Like who's kind of like, quickest on their toes right thinking about what location i need to go to i see someone there where do i go next or whatever or even just a chance encounter who kind of who can you know laser tag the next guy i i don't know if this works in every market like what do you do with like in indianapolis or whatever but like (laughs) i i I think you know there are probably places where they're gonna have the pro bowl um where and especially if it's a more vegas centered event like i just i think it could be a thing and you could kind of randomize because the circle doesn't always end up in the same place where the circle will end up um so yeah part of me was like it's going to be difficult to film but especially if you want to bring a younger generation in you could have them on twitch streams you could have people virtually through whoever if it's espn espn plus you could follow one person right and figure out where they're going and what their strategy is um so yeah, I think that's where I'm going to go. I think they have to have Fortnite and I just want to see like who's the guy, right? Like who's who's who kind of outwits everybody. Um so, I don't know. I think that's my uh my added event. Real life Fortnite. I love it. I love it. That would that would be Honestly, I would watch that. I would I if if they were like we're going yeah. to have each you know, just say 10 guys. We'll, we're going to have 10 guys and we're going to follow them around. And we're going to follow them all around. Like the Pro Bowl used to be in Hawaii. Like we're going to follow everyone around Hawaii. And yeah, like. I think yeah. Hawaii works. I think Hawaii works. Yeah, for sure. And I'm trying to think it's not ever going to be like in Indianapolis. So like no. not to pick up. I'm picking on one random. Yeah. Well, like, just hating on Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be allowed at the combine. But like I think the. Uh, but yeah, I think if it's if it's a setting like that where you like, I don't know. I just think that's such a cool um It'd be, you know what I mean? And it's, it's something that's so universal. The football players already kind of are in Fortnite, And like most people, even if you don't play the game are, are familiar with what it is. So um, I don't know. That's my NFL Fortnite. I think it'd be fun. I love it. Wow. Who knew the pro bowl would create such good discussion. That was one of the best pods we've done in, in recent memory. Like, yeah, we could talk about the defensive coordinator search, but let's make dodgeball teams. Like that's what we, that's what the fans really want. That's what listeners really want to hear. So um, if you are going to watch the pro bowl, 
maybe we'll we'll come back on next Tuesday. We'll talk a little bit about it. I'm sure I'm sure that there will be enough like fodder from from these games and these skills competitions, even if Tom and I don't actively watch each thing. Like Twitter is going to be a good way to digest some of this because I think there's gonna be like highlights and, and things that like, oh, that was cool, or like, oh, like let's talk about that. Maybe we'll circle back to that on Tuesday. Hope you enjoyed this episode. It was fun. Um, I, I enjoyed building the the, the the dodgeball teams. Not sure who should win between mine and Tom's. Duke Shelley, man. Odd, odd job. You never lose with odd job. Odd job, Duke Shelley. Maybe that's so, – so we'll, we'll give the edge to Tom. Um, but, yeah, if you like what you've heard, give us a follow inside Purple and Gold. We'll be back next week to talk more, probably more football-centric stuff, um, probably to preview the, the Super Bowl. Um, to look ahead and, and, and things of that nature. Um, but for Tom Schreier, I'm Dane Musitani. Thanks for listening today. We'll be back next week. Twenty Four Hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 